Hi guys, we're your hosts Jillian and Kaylin, and this is Teach Me How to Adult, a podcast on all the things you never learned growing up, like how to buy a home, manage stress, crush your love life, land your dream job, and how to love yourself more, because we could all be a little kinder to ourselves. We're still figuring out how to get our shit together, so we're calling in the experts and the hustlers for some real talk and legit tips on how to live your best life. Adulting isn't easy, but we got you. Hi friends, welcome to this week's episode of Asking for a Friend, where we tackle your biggest questions and deep dive into the experiences we're going through in our own lives. So most of my friends have moved away at some point, and I have not. And it's very much on my brain right now because I don't want to only have lived in one city forever and I'm kind of getting the itch to move, but I'm really nervous about being able to like maintain relationships when I move away. I'm not very good at uh, the whole keeping in touch thing. So that's one of my biggest barriers right now is, uh, will I do a good job of maintaining all of my relationships and still showing up for people and still feeling connected when I go far away? Kaylin, you are the pro on this. So that's what we're tackling today because you moved away. You've been living this experience and we wanted to hear from you guys also what's worked for you if you've moved away. Well, I'm excited to talk about this because I need the help myself and we polled a lot of you on Instagram to get your tips on how to maintain your relationships when you move away because it is really hard because I have not mastered this. Like, I don't think I'm a great walking example of how to keep in touch, but I have done a few things and I know my my first year moving away was really hard because I had just had Mia. So I was like also going through some postpartum stuff. And what was hardest for me was navigating the time zones because I'm three hours behind all my friends and family. And usually when everyone's off work, that's when they want to talk. But that's like middle of the day for me. Oh my God. Yeah. Different time zones makes it so hard. Yeah. Or or if they want to talk when they're done dinner, it's usually like me getting Mia ready for bed. So that was really hard to navigate. So I did kind of fall off the face of the earth for the first year, I would say, in terms of keeping in touch remotely. So I'm really trying to prioritize maintaining my oldest, deepest, most cherished friendships. I think I was really focused on like, I need to meet people here. But now I'm realizing like, "Mm, yes, but I also need to nurture the friendships that I've had my entire life. Those friendships that you can call like at two in the morning or when you haven't seen each other in six months, but the second you do, it's like nothing's ever changed. Those are the ones that you want to nurture and keep going no matter what. A hundred percent. I find it so much easier to maintain relationships in my life when I'm like seeing people on an ongoing basis or when we're talking all the time because we're going to make plans to actually see each other. And then as soon, it's funny, even though I've done long distance like romantic relationships and have done mm-hmm. a great job of that. I was good at that because it was one singular distance relationship that I had to focus on. Yeah. But essentially doing long distance relationships with like all of my friends and family feels really daunting. I know some people thrive at this and do a really good job and others do fall off the face of the earth. I wouldn't let the fear of losing touch of the people that you love hold you back from moving away because I will say and we've done a ton of, ton of episodes on this. It is one of the best, most incredible things you can do for yourself. Move somewhere new. And I don't want to say start fresh, but kind of recreate a life for yourself where you can... Yeah, revamp and Reevaluate. Yeah, change things that maybe you didn't love about your 
previous place that you still live. And I also want to hear what's been working for you because you're like, what, a year and a half into this move and I'm sure it's been trial and error in terms of how to how to keep in touch and, and move away and not feel like you've kind of like lost everyone back home. Okay. What hasn't been working is random spur of the moment phone calls usually don't work for me. And I don't know if that's my own like internal blocker where I'm like, oh no, someone's calling me. I have to give them my full undivided attention and I have to stop what I'm doing immediately. I I just, it doesn't work for me. So what has worked is scheduling. Like, hey, let's schedule a plan. Tuesday at 2.30, I've got a break between meetings. I'll call you then. Having that in my calendar and actually booking it in is so much better because then I can mentally prepare. Because before I would pick up the phone, but I'd be like, doing laundry or doing uh, like something for work and I would be half-assed listening and then I didn't actually feel like I was catching up with my friends and I wasn't giving them my full attention. Yeah, that's very true. And I've noticed for my friends that are really committed to like living abroad, they really approach catching up with people like a business meeting. It's so funny. At first I was like, what is happening when a few of my friends would be like, hey, like let's get it in the calendar. What's your schedule? Send me a link to like a Zoom or do you want to FaceTime? Like let's get it in the books. And I'm like, yeah, or we can just be spontaneous because I tend to be a bit more spontaneous with things but I realize like they need to structure and schedule those catch-ups in their lives in order to make this work whether it's Friday family catch-ups or Sunday night like dinner and zoom with their friends they are really structured and that is something I think I could definitely learn from and then habit stacking. So what I mean about this is like if I'm going to take Rio for a walk that's a great time to call you and catch up because you and I are usually always talking about the podcast, so it's actually quite hard for us to talk about real life stuff. So now, like you and I have been trying more to just like carve out, a sh- even if it's a short 20 minute catch up, that's better than going like three months without hearing about what's actually happening in each other's lives. If you couple it with things that don't require a lot of brain power, I know I was just saying I don't like multitasking, but if it's a walk or you're grocery shopping, like, yeah, like simple things like that is helpful. Oh my God, yeah. One of my many toxic traits is that I I always feel like I need really long devoted like uninterrupted chunks in order of time in order to plan calls with people I want to catch up with and that rarely comes along so then as a result like it's months will build up and I'm like oh I just haven't had like an hour and a half where I can do nothing but chat so I haven't initiated or planned it's kind of an endless cycle and I'm learning that it's so much better to just have like a 15 or 20 minute pocket where you can call someone you love and be like okay I only have 20 minutes I know we can't dive into it but I fucking miss you let's catch up what's going on with you like let's just cover a few quick basics and then we'll do another 20 minutes in a few days finding those little windows where you're free I mean usually let's be honest I just call people in the car I am that friend that like the minute I hit the road and go for like a drive that's longer than half an hour I'm going through my my phone and just calling everyone that comes to mind that I want to talk to so I'm a big car catch-up gal but if I'm not driving anywhere for a while then you're not gonna hear from me I think our last long catch-up was when you were driving somewhere I can't remember oh hi you were driving to Ohio so that works really well and then something I'm gonna try to do once a year now is plan a girl's trip because when you and I went to LA that was so good for my soul I don't think I had been alone with a girlfriend in like a year and we had so much fun we had Dude, so much that fun trip was the best I miss it so much the best like that is something I'm gonna try to do more of 
And then one thing I love to do with my closest girlfriends is celebrate their milestones or like their birthday at least and send them some flowers or some sort of gift, like something small, just to let them know I'm thinking about them and I love them. And it can be as simple, like you don't have to break the bank here. If your friend just got a promotion, send them like a $5 Starbucks virtual gift card, like something small like that. Yeah. Just reminds them that you're thinking of them. And if they're like a gifts, love language kind of person, it'll go a long way. Oh, you totally did that for me in the first year when you moved away. I remember I, I was going through one of my classic, I'm going to redo everything in my life and be a different person and try something new. And I woke up the next day and you sent me a little Starbucks gift card to go get a coffee to start my new whatever the fuck it was that I was doing at the time. And it was really nice. It made me feel like you were here with me. I just, I love you and you need to be celebrated. And then even all the milestones I've had to miss with Mia, like I want to be part of her life but obviously it's hard to just like get to Vancouver every time there's a special occasion or a milestone so I just try to like send things for her birthday you're so sweet like those those little things make me feel like you're part of the birthday celebrations even though you can't necessarily physically be here and then I mean I'm a sucker for a good meme I think most of my girlfriends and I just send memes back and forth even if we actually haven't had a catch-up in months I know they're thinking of me when they send me something hilarious that I can relate to are you even friends with someone if you're not communicating with them on every possible platform? <laughs> sending each other memes on Instagram, sending each other TikToks, texting each other, and also sending like very long, unnecessary voice notes because that is what I do. Okay, that's actually a really good point. Voice notes are really, really nice. You do send long ones. <laughs> not going to lie. <laughs> Sometimes Gabe will be like, oh, I think you have a two minute voice note from Jill. And I'm like, yeah, okay, I'll, I'll listen to it. Pull over, pull over. No, I'm just kidding. I love your voice notes. Oh, two minutes is like really good for me. That's a miniature one. But I, I am very verbose. I friggin love your voice notes. Don't you ever change or stop. But that was just a short list of what I've tried to do. And again, I'm not very good at this. But yes, cherishing my friendships more. I love that for you, dude. You have so many people that love you and you deserve that connection. And like the in-person connection in the new place that you moved to is obviously so important. Like, I'm sorry, but a virtual coffee will never replace like getting FaceTime with a person. And I think that's what I struggle with is that I need and crave in-person experiences. And so I will always prioritize those. But then as a result, I know it can come at the cost of not prioritizing yeah. uh, relationships that aren't in my vicinity. So something, it's, it's a balance that I want to work on. One of the things that I know I want to do if I move is create a go home fund because I feel like part of the problem is that when you move away, if you don't budget for return trips, it all of a sudden becomes this crazy expense that you're like, yeah. oh no, I, I can't do that. I can't afford that. Didn't budget for it. This is so costly. But if you put that as a non-negotiable in your budget, like, okay, I'm planning yeah. four trips home. I need like special occasion trips. I want to spend those with my family. And then I want, you know, two trips a year to see friends or attend important things like weddings and showers and bachelorettes and all that stuff. If you factor that in from the start, there's going to be no excuses, no surprises and no reasons not to be able to come home. One of my best friends that moved away a while ago and is mostly living in Europe now, she manages to come home a lot and really prioritizes being home for, for big events. And every time she's home, it's it's the best time ever. And even though we don't get to see each other as much as I'd like, I know that I'll get a few times a year of in-person hangouts. And those hangouts like allow me to fucking survive the next six months that I won't get to see her. Coming home, so key. 
Emily, don't leave me. <laughs> That's really smart. That's something that we are going to start doing moving forward because we didn't really, I don't think I went home at all in our first year of living here, but everyone came to me. We had the space at the time and people could stay with us and that that helped me keep in touch with family and, and friends and just have that quality time. But yes, love the idea of a go home fund. It just takes that stress off. I also feel like it will be important for me to stop with the spontaneity. I'm your worst nightmare. I'm a big fan of like, oh, I'm in the car driving somewhere thinking about oh, someone. I'm yeah. going to call them out of the blue and hope <laughs> they pick up. But like that is not a sustainable method of of keeping in touch because no one, it's 2023, no one wants a surprise call that's like a fucking horror movie. So <laughs> I think planning those catch-ups like they are meetings, making them non-negotiables and putting them regularly in your calendar is something that I need to do. And it's just like scheduling sex. Like, yeah, it might not seem fun at first to have to like make calendar invites for your friendships and your relationships, but like it will benefit you in the long run. So I don't know, make like a friggin' Calendly and off you go. Oh my God, maybe there's a business opportunity here for like a Calendly, but for girlfriends. And you just like shoot it over to your friend. Wine night, 45 minutes, Friday. Love that. And then it's also really important when you move away to still find ways to be thoughtful around important dates when you can't be there, you know, and not just like yeah. birthdays. Obviously, birthdays, it's very easy to show up. But when your friends are going through something, when they're going through breakups, promotions, losing jobs, moving into new homes, try to still find ways to be there to commemorate the highs and the lows, send them notes. When I was away and my friend was going through a tough time, I sent her pizza and like mini donuts and an encouraging note being like, you're going to get through Cute. this. And it's just a way to show up even when you're not physically there and really still making a difference in the lives of the people that you love in all of these different milestones. Well, speaking of encouraging notes, before I moved, Jill, you gave me the sweetest, cutest, most like thoughtful gift I've ever received, which was, I think you have like a hundred in there, personalized little notes that I could reach into and grab whenever you wrote, like whenever you're missing home or just need to pick me up or something. And it's like funny memories that we shared together, really sweet things that you wrote about me. I love it. I have, I keep it in my closet. So I see it every day when I open my, my doors. Should I go get it? Hold on. Okay. I have it here. Oh my God. I'm so impressed that you know exactly where they are that's so cute let's pick one what does this one say i love our wild karaoke nights best one to open <laughs> okay we literally became friends through karaoke like we went out and had a wild night and did karaoke and we were like did we just become best friends and the answer is yes yes we did we became best friends my last day at a company we both used to work at when we had a farewell karaoke night and you and i just thrived that was <laughs> literally maximum fun that sealed the deal but yeah i also think another point that's really important is to like remove the guilt from staying in touch because i personally feel a lot of anxiety and guilt and shame when i've lost touch with someone that i care about and it happens all the time like especially when you're in super different time zones different parts of the world you have busy lives finding those pockets of time when you're both free and available at the same time is really fucking hard but then that guilt keeps me from rectifying the problem because I, I'm just spiraling and feeling bad and then avoiding because I'm like, oh my God, I've let this 
lapse for months and I haven't been a good friend and I haven't been keeping in touch and they're probably feeling the same way on their end. But then it becomes daunting and then that creates like inaction and then no one is just making the first call to be like, hey, it's been months. I fucking miss you. Sorry, we haven't connected, but like, let's catch up. I love you and I miss you. So I think just giving each other a lot of grace when there are crazy times and you don't manage to stay in touch with people as much as you would like and then removing that guilt. But we clearly are not the experts on this. So for this episode of Asking for a Friend, we pulled you guys on what you do when you move away to keep in touch with people at home. And you had so many great ideas. And we're going to go through some of our favorites. There was so many cute ones. We loved the idea that one of you had on Friendship Fridays. So an hour, every single Friday, this person spends devoted every week to text and call friends and family that they want to catch up with. That's so smart. I that, that would totally work for me. Another person suggested offering up your couch or sofa bed for visitors, which is so lovely. Did that our first year. Now we've ran out of space, but we'll figure it out for anyone who wants to come. Another person suggested daily texting for those who are super busy and just can't call. I am not a good texter, but it's a great idea. Me neither. <laughs> That's where the voice notes come in. <laughs> And then for special events, if you can't be there, as we've said, uh, a lot of you mentioned finding a way to contribute, really showing up and, and sending thoughtful, cute things, you know, sending a bottle of champagne to the table if you can't make it to your friend's birthday, sending dick-shaped cupcakes to your friend's bachelorette if you can't make it, just like still get involved even if you can't be there. That's such a good point. I couldn't make my friend's bachelorette earlier this year, but they put me on FaceTime for when she arrived at the hotel and entered her room. So I was there and I contributed in any way that I could, but I, I love that one because you feel like you're missing out on these big events. So if you can weasel your way in somehow, you totally should. And you are so good at making events feel special like on my birthday you sent me this beautiful delicious cake this year and the year before you sent me like a self-care package because that's exactly what I needed what I was going through and those little things well they're not little because that required time and money and effort made me feel like you were here and loved and special and cared for so thank you for being such a great friend that's so nice I love you dude and then a lot of you said that you just have like really active group chats with your best friends because then it's always ongoing. You get to like be in the nitty gritty of each other's daily yeah. lives. So that's a great, a great way to keep things going. And also to like kill a few birds with one stone, talk to everyone at the same time. Okay. Another person wrote call slash FaceTime to family on the drive to and from work. I don't know how you FaceTime and drive. Haven't tried it. Probably don't recommend it. you're a passenger. <laughs> okay. If you're the passenger. But I do love that. Again, that kind of goes back to what I was saying about habit stacking. Um, and then regular friendship retreats and trips. Love that. You and I need to plan one once a year. That's just table stakes. I'm so, so, so in. And honestly, I find like that devoted time that you have with a friend for like a long weekend away together or like a week that you spend on a trip, sometimes it goes a long way like even further than just like seeing each other once a week 100%. for dinner and so that's valuable time time well spent and then someone wrote in that they prioritize virtual experiences with their friends and family so they might do like virtual art or cooking sessions or you know if they're living by themselves abroad and it's dinner time like they call up and zoom their friends and family and eat dinner with them so they're not eating dinner alone which is Cute. such a nice idea I was truly the queen of doing this in my long distance relationship. Like a lot of dinners were eaten together and we would do like virtual cooking classes together. 
and just try to like find ways to that. make experiences and memories even if we weren't together. So I love that. Big fan of that. And then another thing is watching designated shows that you both love together and like Cute. either watching them on this at the same time on FaceTime or on I think there's like a I think Amazon Prime or Netflix offer this like party feature so that you can all sync and watch it at the same time and then you can like see each other's reactions in real time like pause discuss things it just feels like you're experiencing it together. I like that. I need to I need to start doing that cuz I need to get into some new shows cuz winter is coming. Um someone mentioned Someone mentioned constant Snapchats with photos and videos so you can see each other's daily lives. I love that. You and I realized we hadn't been doing that as much, and I think we're getting better at trying to keep each other updated on the day-to-day. Yeah, 100%. And I feel like the kids, the youth these days are really into the Snapchatting. Or or there was another one like Be Real or Be Live or I don't know, some shit where you just like snap and send back exactly what you're doing in the moment that you receive a snap or a message or a picture from the, per- the other person. So it just brings people very much along for the ride of your day-to-day, which is kind of nice if you're far apart. I love it. So yeah, I think these tips are super helpful. I'm excited. I am missing my friends very much. So I'm going to put a lot of this into into play. And Jill, I hope this inspires you to make the big move and not worry about us missing out on you because you're going to be great at keeping in touch. Thanks, dude. 100%. Yeah, I think moving far apart is just like such a big part of adulthood that I wasn't prepared for and keeping those friendships and relationships with your family strong no matter where you go is so important and it's hard to do but so many of you had great ideas and I'm excited to hopefully try them all out soon so if you're dreaming of moving away or you have already moved away and you're feeling a little isolated we really hope this helps And perhaps the ultimate tip that we have, if you've moved away and you miss your friends, may I suggest starting a podcast with them? (laughs) Because truly during this podcast with Kaylin and I has like kept us so connected. Like there's probably no one else that I speak to every single day as much as I speak to Kaylin because we've created this thing together and we're always like checking in on it. So if you want to start a podcast with your friends and you're not sure where to start or how to make it happen, make sure you check out teachmehowtoadult.ca slash how to podcast. And we have coaching packages, mentorships, all these different ways we can help you make your dreams happen. And it's honestly just a dope way to hang out with your friends. That's actually, that's the best tip we can provide start a podcast together. See you next time. So there you have it, guys. Thank you so much for listening. If you like what you heard today, it would mean the world to us if you would subscribe and leave a comment or a rating. And we'd love it if you would share this with your friends by screenshotting the episode and sharing it on social by tagging at Teach Me How to Adult Podcast and DM us with any topics or guests you'd like to hear on the show. See you next time. Bye. Bye.